3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and Happy New Year, everyone. How are you, Jeff? Oh, I'm doing fine, Neil. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh Matt, how are you doing over there?
4: You know, I'm celebrating the new year. Feels a lot like the last year.
3: It does feel a lot like the last year. Ken isn't here to celebrate with us today. He actually, uh, he was been climbing, as you've heard on the recordings, and now he wanted to try ice climbing uh, in a place called Little Hope, and so mm. that's what he's doing right now, so... Good luck to Ken, ice climbing uh, with no ropes or anything like that. Yeah, I did, a,
4: I did a lot of ice climbing back in 91 on my Nintendo. Oh, you did? A- and also when you
3: moonlit, moonlit as a uh, ice road trucker.
4: Mm, yes, didn't last long.
3: It didn't. Um, but it is the new year. Um, I just celebrated a birthday and turned 30 years old. One of those facts is true. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, you mean again? And again, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had a, a nice uh, weekend of the holiday. Did you guys have a good uh, New Year's weekend?
4: Yes uh I, I there was some crazy stories I can't really get into it for legal reasons obviously but um, yeah and, and you time. know
2: me once I turned 30 again again mm. I uh, I can't even stay up that late
4: so flirty was, uh, 30 and thriving. I
2: know I need like two days to recover.
3: Hey that's all right so we all need some time to recover uh, and uh, speaking of a new year uh, new voices we have two special guests with us today our first guest is going to be a contestant uh, partnering with Jeff. She's an Oakland 5 supporter on Patreon, coming to us from Greenville, South Carolina, and that is Kat Sokol. How are you, Kat?
0: Hi, I'm good. Um, yeah, not many plans for the New Year's, but, you know, I'm going to try to drink more water this year, I think. I pretty much just drink coffee, so.
4: Mm. <laughs> That's all right. Coffee is 99% water, so you're doing fine.
3: <laughs> That's true. That That is a good resolution. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and uh, what you've been up to?
0: Yeah. um, So last spring I graduated from uh, Appalachian State and um, now I'm hoping to get into grad school. So I've submitted those applications and I'm waiting to hear back. So, yeah.
3: Congratulations and uh, good luck on all the the future schooling you're doing and and all the, the creative writing. It sounds really fun. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> uh, and thank you for joining us. And uh, our special guest host today uh, is a Rules Guy impersonator on Patreon, uh, coming back to us from uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and that is Haley Stroik. How are you, Haley?
1: I'm good. How are you guys?
3: Doing well. We see you're wearing a Triviality t-shirt. I believe it's yeah. the element one. It is. Awesome. That's uh, great.
4: You identified an element, Neil. We're very proud of you. Well,
3: thank you. It's TP, <laughs> known as Triviality Podcast, so that's one I know. Uh, toilet paperium. Toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Haley, uh, why don't you remind folks uh, what you do, what you're up to, and uh, anything else that's new in your world?
1: Yeah, um, well, like you said, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. I am a paralegal um, down here, and um, I actually just had some holiday fun out in Colorado visiting my step-siblings, which was really nice to do. Um, Other than that, just kind of hoping this year is a little kinder to us than the last couple years. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of ready to be back to normal by now, so...
3: I think we all are. Um, that, yeah, that's great to hear. Though I'm glad you got to spend some time with the family. Uh, I think we all we all had a little bit of that time, which was nice. Uh, but it is the new year, so before we get started, we might as well just go around the room. Any New Year's resolutions, Matt?
4: Um, I'm only going to spend 80% of my income on NFTs this year. Okay. So you're, you're scaling back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Significantly, actually. Just that statement makes me sweat. Yeah.
3: Now, I have an idea for an NFT, but I don't want to release it on the podcast yet, so I'll tell you privately, but I think it's a gold mine.
2: Okay. Neil, that's NSFW. That's not an NFT. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff.
3: Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions?
2: Uh, no. You know me. I yeah. I don't believe in having resolutions that start or end with a calendar year. The only resolution you believe in is 8K. That's true. It's astonishing. Yes. Uh, it will blow your mind. Uh,
3: Kat, you said you wanted to drink more water. Any other resolutions?
0: Yeah, that's about it. I think that's a good one to focus on. <laughs> that's one I
3: still struggle with after putting it on my, like, reminders all the time. Yeah, I think that is a good resolution. Helps the skin, helps your body. Can't go wrong there. And uh, Haley, any resolutions?
1: I'm kind of with Jeff. I don't agree with uh, putting a resolution on yourself just kind of puts a lot of pressure on you. And then when you when it falls through, sometimes you just kind of feel guilty. So I, I choose not to.
3: No, I no, that makes sense. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't do resolutions. I just do goals. That, and you know me, and I think the listeners probably from all the stuff I've been talking about, I'm very ambitious. So um, my goals, not resolutions, are to either write, produce, or direct a TV series or feature film or, and uh, get on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm. So I don't know if that'll happen, but I'm going to try my darkest. My maybe release a book this year. Maybe release a book. Maybe, um, yeah, get people to read it. We'll see. That's my resolution. In that order. In that order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get people the book, but if they read it or not, that's up to hey, them. Hey,
4: that'll be next year.
2: That's like how I feel like the podcast. As long as people are downloading it.
3: That's I don't really have to listen. Yeah, it's kind of like when you cook something really nice, you want you want to gift it to someone, but if they just throw it out right away, I mean, that's just their prerogative. Like if you
2: want to put our YouTube channel on in the background and hit play, you don't have to listen. Right, you, right, you can just hate listen. You don't have to
4: listen at all. Put it on volume one. Just give me the plays. Yeah, thank yeah, exactly. you guys for everyone everyone who does that. <laughs> you won't hear this, but thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you. Now, Jeff, uh, you're going to be partnering with Cat today, and Cat has some really cool. Shakespeare um, documents framed behind her, some uh, advertisements for plays there. So uh, did you you come up with a team name?
2: Yeah. Inspired by Kat's name and the classic playbills, I think we've decided to be Antony and Cleopatra.
3: Antony and Cleopatra. All right. And uh, Matt, you and I uh, are going to partner today. And you recently had a birthday, so just not too long ago, a couple months ago. A
4: couple months ago, yeah.
3: Yep. And I just had my birthday. And um, what should we be?
4: Oh, clearly we are the birthday boys.
3: With a Z, like Biker Boys, the classic movie.
2: Because this is the first recording behind the scenes that we've done since either of your birthdays. That's true.
3: That is true. All right, well, uh, we have the Birthday Boys versus Antony and Cleopatra. So uh, in order to play the game, we got to know the rules. So let's throw it. Rules guy. De regels van het spel zijn simpel. 20 vragen verdeeld over twee rondes, waarbij elke vraag 10 punten waard is. Halverwege is er een speciale swingronde ontworpen door de host van deze week. Na deze rondes beginnen de spelers aan de finale, met de punten die ze hebben verdiend. En hebben ze de mogelijkheid om 0 tot 30 punten in te zetten op vijf gecategoriseerde vragen. At the end of the spell, who is someone benoemd? the cream of the crop. All right, what a great rules read from our friend Willem uh, in the Netherlands. And if this is the first time you're listening to Triviality, uh, that was a Dutch rules reading of our rules. So if you really want to know the rules, just listen for the rest of the episode, and you'll you'll figure it out.
4: Guess what? It's not complicated.
3: It is not. Just answer questions, get points, and everyone's happy. Uh, so Haley, uh, feel free to take it away. We're ready to play yeah, today. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, it's winter, so it's getting pretty cold outside, a lot of snow out there. So um, I wanted to do a theme game this week, and that theme is going to be summer camp or Camp Triviality. So all of the categories are going to be named after um, kind of activities that you would do at summer camp, and hopefully that will you know bring it back some fond memories of people's summers over the child over their childhood so any
2: of them involve chasing neil with a chainsaw because that's my favorite thing (laughs) to do at summer camps hey
3: we're at camp just make sure there's no drugs and no fornicating we'll all survive Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely all right so the first category is going to be archery um in the hunger games the country of panem is divided into 12 districts that all serve a specific purpose for the capital what industry is Katniss's home district responsible for? I'm not sure she'd call her home almost heaven.
2: Almost heaven. I think you got this mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: okay. I think we can lock in. Okay, they're locked in. So Peta, is yeah. he does. He makes bread. Mm-hmm. So I think his and nude I, advertisements for yeah, animal say. campaigns. He's very good at <laughs> painting himself to look like live still art.
4: So in real talk, um, have you ever seen the movie?
3: Yeah. I actually read the first book, and I've seen... Uh, my, the second movie is my favorite out of the movies, but I've only okay. read the first book.
4: Well, those are two advantages you have over me.
3: Um, so Katniss is from... Uh, I think it's from she's from 13. Catalonia. From 12. Oh. She's from the she's poor. She's from 13 out of 12 districts. 13, right. She's Yeah, exactly. She's from the poor one. Um,
4: District 9.
3: Yes, District 9. That's, where the aliens are. Where Char- <laughs> Charlotte Copley is, yeah. is around. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so she's from the poorest one. And I can't remember if she's in the same district as PETA. Yeah, she is, because PETA bakes bread and throws it to her, like the the remnants. He burns the bread on purpose so her family can eat. I don't know if any
4: of this happened. (laughs) No, this is true. This is true.
3: Uh, So he burns the bread. And then you have Gale, who is a smoke show, but she doesn't go for Gale. Mm.
4: Um, You throw him in the PETA pit. So
3: I'm trying to think. She's a really good hunter. She hunts squirrels. Katniss does. Katniss does. I think they're like a a mining town. They're like...
4: Almost heaven.
3: What? What is almost heaven? What's that reference?
4: Uh, Casicialo means almost heaven. It's a coffee. Oh, it is coffee. Maybe it's coffee.
3: I don't think it's coffee. It's like something to do with... It's really like...
4: I always think it's coffee. I'm biased.
3: God, I'm... there. It's the poor one. It, it's like the mining town, and I can't... Yeah. But you just want to say mining?
4: Knickknacks.
3: Knickknacks? All right. We'll say... The, you want to say knickknacks? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll lock in that their specialty is the knickknacks of Panem.
2: Uh, as someone who's seen The Office, Matt, if I went, almost heaven. Nope. West Virginia. Oh, no. And Cat, uh, what are they famous for in West Virginia? Mountaineers.
0: Uh, coal mining. Coal
3: uh, mining. Uh, yeah. So
2: that's what we locked in.
1: Yep, you guys are right. The answer is coal mining.
3: I should have just said mining. I knew it was mining. I just didn't think that was the answer.
2: It was funny, too, because I was like, they're all gray and dirty. And then I was like, coal mining. And then I was like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay, got it. (laughs) Now, Kat and Haley, my details were right, though, right, about the story?
1: Yeah, absolutely, 100%.
3: Okay, good. So I wasn't crazy.
1: (laughs) Okay, so question two is in the category of basketball. Um, In Parks and Recreation, when Eagleton is being absorbed back into Pawnee, the Parks gang hosts the Unity concert. One of the acts is a cover band where all of the members are dressed as a red sweater-wearing NCAA coach. At the time of his retirement, he held a record of 902 wins under his belt. He also coached the gold medal-winning 1984 Men's Olympic basketball team. Who is this coach? Bonus two points if you can name the cover band from the show.
3: That's the name of the cover band, right?
4: Yeah, and that's the name of the chair-throwing coach.
2: Okay, Uh, we'll lock in over here parks and rec fan by chance kit
1: i
0: have i am but i for the life of me cannot pull okay. this right
2: now <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan um angie and i did like a fifth or sixth watch through recently um i'm pretty sure that this is uh bobby knight he comes up in the show earlier ron dresses like him when he coaches the kids basketball team earlier on and i think he has a poster of him on the back wall at some point too um the band is bobby knight ranger so uh because for the band Knight ranger they uh they play Whatever that song is, it's motoring. like eight minutes. It's like motoring, but it's not named motoring. But we'll lock in Bobby Knight Ranger.
4: Uh, Jeff said all the things that we would say. Uh, that is correct. Yep, Bobby the answers Knight Bobby Ranger.
1: Knight and Bobby Knight Ranger. All right. So the third question is in the category of horseback riding. The Pony Express Trail is recognized as a National Historic Trail. The 2,000-mile trail spans eight U.S. states and celebrates the history of the young men who carried mail by horseback. For two points each, name as many of the eight states that contain a portion of the trail as you can.
3: Wherever Genuine goes.
4: Mm.
1: (laughs) Genuine?
3: (laughs) I'm just a bachelor looking for a partner. Mm -hmm. Someone who wants to ride the Pony Express.
4: Right. In in West Virginia. That West Virginia. <laughs> Blue Ridge
3: Mountain. Shenandoah <laughs> River. Um, I, I mean, I have an I I don't really have, I kind of have an idea.
4: Yeah.
2: Do you think it might be like through the middle of the continent or like more southern or I'm just trying to get a feeling for where we think it might be.
0: I don't, I don't know why in my head it was like northern to like Midwest. Ah, okay. But I, I don't, that's, I don't know. That's based on nothing. No,
2: that's that's interesting because, yeah, I I was thinking it was more west, like California, Nevada, Mm -hmm. Utah, kind of something like that. Maybe Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, um, Missouri. That was kind of my area I was going.
0: Yeah, that's fine
5: with me.
2: (laughs) Okay, so they locked in. So our answers, we went um,
3: Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska, Colorado. Utah, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, and uh, the old Illinois, as they Mm -hmm. sometimes call it here.
2: Uh, Yeah, we did something similar. We said uh, California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, and Illinois.
1: Um, Well, Jeff and Kat, you got seven of the eight. Wow. Um, uh, Matt and Neil, you got four. So going as much from west to east as I could go, Um, it started in California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Oh, so
2: it kind Wyoming. of curved
1: back over, but all right. So um, question four is in the category of animal tracks. Um, like a lot of folks, I spent a lot of time during quarantine playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. Contrary to popular assumption, everyone's favorite lone shark, Tom Nook, is not a raccoon. He's actually an animal known for shape-shifting and trickery that is significant in Japanese folklore, especially in statues. What is this animal?
4: I have a way into this, I believe, so we'll lock in. And I bet Jeff has the same.
2: Kat, uh, did you play New Horizons at all?
0: Uh, Just a little bit. Okay. Was it Mario Kart? Like There was like a different version of mario that was i don't know if that's it like i don't remember what it was called or if that's anything or if you know it yeah
2: i i i think i think it came up on the show before once uh i think ken mentioned it um but i think uh the name is is actually leading in right kind of to it um i think tom nook is a tanuki yeah which that's which is what I was a thinking of. japanese yeah. raccoon dog so well i think we're gonna go with tanuki mm-hmm Hmm.
4: yeah in in mario 3 um you can if you get a tanuki suit you can press down and B and turn into a statue uh so i believe tanuki is correct
1: yeah absolutely guys it was um the tanuki
3: wow have you ever seen the wizard with fred savage <laughs> several times yeah they played mario 3 in that and tanuki uh famously from the uh mario shore
4: yes thank you for that <laughs>
3: i'm right, firing on all cylinders
5: yeah. sorry guys just, my joke that i was gonna make yeah. about it. i didn't have enough money to rent I it, think, so i got the I, whiz
4: i don't think this was the situation <laughs> for that neil
3: how about we uh no. we, had, we had gtp jim, yeah. jim and podcast
1: <laughs> all right the next question is in the category of sailing what type of sailing ship is described as having a high square forecastle uh, three to four masts carried both square and fore and aft sails, and up to two tiers of guns carried broadside. It also shares its name with currency used by Harry, Ron, and Hermione.
3: Do you know any Harry Potter currency?
4: Uh, Hufflecoin. H- Is that true? No. no.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <It's> it. Ravencoin. <laughs> oh, that's right.
3: So they don't they don't pay with pounds in England, no. which you think they would, yeah. but it's you know it's a fake fake uh, currency. I'm sure. So. Um, it's got to be one of the the names that's in all the other stuff that they talk about. Goobloons. Um, mm. Harry. Oh my god. I don't know. I was just gonna say schooner, but schooners don't have guns unless you're very aggressive.
4: <laughs> well, what are the? I, I'm thinking of those. <laughs> what the proper name of those pirate ships are? Because that's what it sounds like. Because it has the multiple masts and the sails. Yeah. I used to play this game as a child called Flying Pirates, where you would shoot pirates at a boat.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you remember the name of the boat? Of course not. That, that, would, be, that would be the
4: relevant information. <laughs> I forgot that. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything here.
3: I don't think so either. Um, yeah. do, you have, do you have like a, a fun guess or?
4: No, I've made my jokes about it. We'll
3: just say we'll lock in with um,
2: Muggle Coin.
4: Mm-hmm. Cat looked like you might uh, have an in on this one with
2: Harry Potter.
0: Um, so there's, I mean, the coins are a galleon, a sickle, and a nut uh or cannot i don't know how you pronounce it but uh i think it's
1: galleon isn't i it? think,
2: I think yeah. you're right galleon is a is like a type of warship yeah i'm good with galleon
1: yep and you guys are correct it is galleon
2: wow
3: that is that is fascinating i did not know that uh very good question uh after five uh looks like the birthday boys don't have too much to celebrate uh, for today. Uh, we have 28 points. Except their continued existence. I mean, that's something to be happy yeah, about. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. We only have 28 points, and Anthony and Cleopatra have 54 points.
1: Alright, so the next question is in the category of jewelry making. What is the name for the green or brown film on the surface of bronze or similar metals produced by oxida- oxidation over a long period?
2: I'm fairly comfortable that I have the answer, Kat, If if you trust me on it.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. We'll let them sweat it out.
4: Now I feel like we just talked about this because this is why the Lady Liberty is the color that she is.
2: Oh, that's a good point.
4: Um
2: I I did maybe just talk about this. I know.
4: Jeff just talked about <laughs> it. Did so, we but we as Jeff was talking? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Which is a real problem. It's uh I don't yeah, I have no idea. So despite knowing what it is, having talked about it, we have nothing. So we're going to say Green Rust. (laughs) Is that what we're saying? Yeah, we're
2: going to say Green Rust. Yeah. Uh, Kat, does Patina sound right to you?
1: Sure. (laughs) All
2: right. That's what I think it is. So we're going to say Patina.
1: And it is Patina. Good Mm -hmm. job.
2: Wow. See, summer camp I thought would be fun, but it is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) They're just doing all the nerd stuff that Jeff likes.
4: Mm, Talking about Rick Patina.
1: Okay, the next category is dance. With its inclusion in the 2010 video game Just Dance 2 and a 2021 viral dance challenge on TikTok, what biographical song first released in 1978 has seen a well-deserved resurgence in popularity? The subject of the song was also immortalized in a popular 1997 animated film in which he was voiced by Christopher Lloyd.
3: All right, we will just lock in with a TikTok dance because we can't think of the right one.
0: I... The only ones that I can think of are not autobiographical, and they're also like old. So I can think of like like, Renegade and – I don't know. I'm on the wrong side of TikTok apparently. I just watch like baking videos on TikTok now. <laughs> I think you might be on the
2: correct side of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we're at a complete loss. Uh, we're just going to lock in jokingly with Hotel California by the Eagles.
3: Matt and I uh, bandied about here. We talked about uh, you know attention by Todrick Hall, the uh, say so mm-hmm. dance by Doja Cat, and uh, super lonely. Mm-hmm. But um, couldn't come up with the answer. And we figured out what animated movie Christopher Lloyd was in, and uh, kind of clicked. But I didn't recognize the dance, so we just we just tapped and we we locked in with um, the YMCA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So the um, the clue that I gave about the movie and from 1997, the movie was Anastasia. Where he voiced a uh, Rasputin, which is the answer.
4: Mm. Uh, Neil is demonstrating the Rasputin right now in the in the studio, and you guys are missing out. Yes, the,
2: there, oh, that's it.
3: Well, it's kind of there's like a one there's just one dude who dances that uh, he puts on uh, a frame lock on his face, so like uh, he wears cowboy boots and he like <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's a
4: pretty normal thing. <laughs> it's
3: a normal thing. Yeah.
1: All right. So the next category is baseball. In the classic baseball film, The Sandlot, what professional baseball team does Benny the Jet Rodriguez eventually play for? He joined the team long after their move in 1958.
4: Steals home, if I recall.
3: He does, uh, with his PF flyers. Uh, Not really, but uh, when he's an adult.
4: Legendary uh, play caller saying he's stealing home. That
2: is true. Do do you know it? We're locked in. We're locked in. Uh, Do you know this one, Kat?
0: I actually have never seen the Sandlot.
2: Okay, fair enough. So yeah, I've I've seen it, and I've seen it somewhat recently. Uh, it Happens to be Angie's favorite movie. Um, so yet you don't know the team? How dare you? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I think I'm guessing based on the year they moved. I believe they used to be in New York, and now they're in L.A. The Dodgers did move in the '50s, so I I want to guess the L.A. Dodgers. So
4: uh yeah called by vin scully when uh he steals home uh, it's la dodgers
1: yep absolutely it's the los angeles dodgers i liked the uh the wistful nostalgia sigh that all of you gave when i said the sandlot mm. <laughs> it's, it's such a good, it's a movie. great summer
3: movie especially like in july <laughs> oh absolutely <with> the fireworks <laughs> and everything yeah
4: reminds me of flintstones push pops
3: oh yeah that's a good that's a good point and jeff always reminds me of wendy peppercorn so it's a very fond memory <laughs> <laughs> just cuz that one time i resuscitated you in the pool you did and for some reason you were wearing a single red bathing suit i don't know why
1: all right the next question's in the category of water skiing well ice and snow are types of water right after the 1988 winter olympics in calgary what athlete inspired a namesake rule that tightened qualification rules to require olympic athletes to place in the top 30% of competitors in an international competition prior to the olympics A film about this person's Olympic journey was released in 2016.
3: I think I know what film it is. I'm just really struggling to know if it came out in 2016 because it feels like it came out in 2018. Um, Mm -hmm. But the past few years have been a blur with uh, everything going on. So we're going to lock in. I don't know if it's right, but
4: it's Mm -hmm. a guess. Yeah, two years ago could have been 2020,
2: 2018,
0: 2016. Who knows? Right. The only Olympic movies I can think of right now are I, tanya so ah,
2: i had cool runnings so that's about
0: i also had cool <laughs> runnings <yeah. laughs> we were
2: all thinking cool runnings <laughs> how can you not um feel the rhythm this one's really bugging me because i've definitely heard this story i want to i think it was a skier a male skier and he was like super terrible but because he qualified for his country like even though he didn't qualify very high he was still able to get in and he was just like a total disaster but i don't know the name so i think we're just gonna have to tap Unfortunately.
3: So, this movie I, I haven't seen, but it starred two people that I enjoy. And I saw the trailer though, and I saw it was a true story, and uh, I was kind of fascinated by the fact that it actually happened. And I believe it is a British skier played by Taryn Egerton, and Hugh Jackman was his coach. And we locked in with Eddie the Eagle.
1: Yeah, Neil, you are right. It is Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, he was a ski jumper, and apparently, I guess they just never had someone to send to the Olympics from the UK for ski jumps and he's like i'm just gonna ski jump and he was absolutely terrible at it but kind of was the people's champion in a way because he was just a lovely person so it's Mm. it was a good movie i would recommend he's like
3: the philadelphia eagles uh the mark Wahlberg invincible
1: yeah or the
4: garbage pick picking field goal kicking tony danza (laughs) what a reference that's really
1: good all right so the last question in the first round is in the category of capture the flag the lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner were written by Francis Scott Key after he witnessed a United States flag survive a naval bombardment of what U.S. fort in Baltimore?
4: Forts, huh?
3: Forts, yeah. What do you know about forts?
4: Uh, Are they
3: silent or loud?
4: Fort Minor.
3: Oh, that's a great fort. I remember that fort very well. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to lock it with Fort Minor? <laughs> well, well, let's well. Yeah, say like, uh, Fort Sumter, is that a real fort?
4: Fort Sumter is a thing.
3: I feel like that was in some sort of history book. <laughs> I'm sure. it was. I've read it in a history book. <laughs> Do you want to go Fort Sumter?
4: I was googling history the other day, and I'm Fort a little scared Sumter
3: because Cat lives in that area. I would believe she probably knows.
4: Right. So we need to get it too.
3: Yeah. All right, we're gonna lock in with Fort Sumter
2: over here.
0: Fort Sumter is in Charleston, so
4: Charleston,
0: Baltimore. Uh, that's the Baltimore? only one that I can think of right now, but. <laughs>
2: Well, I guess we'll also incorrectly say Sumter.
1: <laughs> All right. So um, no points there. The answer is Fort McHenry.
4: Oh, oh
3: okay. Uh, after the, the first round, which is really cool, the theme of summer camp so far, uh, looks like the uh, team of the Birthday Boys picked up an extra 20 points, bringing their total to 48. And Anthony and Cleopatra also picked up an extra t- uh, 20 points, bringing their total to 74. So um, before we hear what the swing round category is today... I just want to remind everyone that uh, both Kat and Haley are on Patreon, so if you'd like to join them in supporting the show and helping us upgrade our equipment uh, and uh, helping us continually grow the show, you can join them at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, Recently, uh, I had the privilege of sending Haley a character box. She chose me for the character box uh, option on the Rules Guy Impersonator level, Mm -hmm. and uh, Haley, um, I tried to surprise you a little bit, and uh, was it a surprise?
1: Absolutely, and it was a very welcome surprise, so...
3: Oh, good, good. I, I, I sent it. her a a, a small a feral cat, uh, and also uh, via a, the post a, a gluten-free, vegan, and soy-free uh, pancake mix. Oh, so. that's
4: wonderful! And then also, if two hundred and twenty episodes isn't enough for you, there is thirty to fifty more hours, depending on. How much we've produced in the last couple months?
3: That is correct. You got a bunch of audio content, uh, and also starting in this new year, it is January 3rd. Uh, mm-hmm. We're actually gonna um, do some live games.
4: Live games hosted on Twitch TV. You can play along with us as we host, and there might be prizes
2: for all patrons. For all
3: uh, patrons, any level, yeah. any level. And we'll be using an app called Triv now. If you're familiar with it, any of you folks out there have been playing uh, online streaming games uh, with some of our friends, you'll, you'll recognize that app. Mm-hmm. Very easy to play. So, there'll be
4: announcements in the crop. So, if you're not a member of the crop on Facebook, join in and we'll put those out there.
3: So, thank you very much again to uh, Haley and Kat. And uh, yeah, join them at patreon.com says so triviality podcast. Haley, what is the swing round category?
1: So, the swing round category, um, camp is a little bit of a step up from truly roughing it um, camping. And one of some of the best places in the world to go camping are in our U.S. national parks. Um, Unfortunately, some people don't have great experiences and they take to Yelp to let people know that they did not like their experience. So what I have done is uh, I have gone on Yelp and looked up um, one star reviews of various U.S. national parks. And I'm going to read off 10 of them um, for 10 points apiece. And I just need you to tell me what uh, national park this person did not enjoy visiting. All right. So number one. You are a giant hole in the ground. You were caused by erosion. You don't have roller coasters or Dippin' Dots. Yeesh, can you say overrated? Number two, okay if you like cactus. Three, delicate arch looks like it might fall over at any time. It might fall over in the future. Doesn't look anything like the license plate. Number four, the one thing that makes this place different than the other parks is the geysers. I was extremely underwhelmed. They look so much better in the pictures. If you want a similar look, just boil a pot of water at home. Number five, the thing is ugly as sin. It looks like half a McDonald's logo or a giant urinal. Number six, at the time of our visit, half the road was closed due to snow. Well, there was no snow on the mountains, and being late June, it could not have possibly snowed there. Was there a UFO landing? Pretty fishy. Next is, first of all, there's wildlife everywhere. Who wants to run into a moose on the trail? What if it eats you? And the rangers are all way too friendly. It's like they're completely oblivious to all the suffering in the world. Finally, too many snow-capped mountains. I like to see the horizon at all times. It calms me. (laughs) Um, Next one is, when they turned all the lights off and told you to listen to the cave, Ranger Ashley would not stop talking. I am upset about this and wish I went to the distilleries instead. Number nine, the only thing I really got out of my visit was a whole lot of jokes containing the phrase thunder hole. And the last one, he informed us that if he tells us where the arch is and we actually go, we will create a dangerous situation for other visitors. Duh, go to hell, Ranger Dustin, you ruined our trip.
3: We are going to mull over these and get back with our answers. And we're back. Our answers are now locked in. So let's throw it back to Haley to get these questions one more time. And we'll submit what we think are the correct answers.
1: So the first one was, you are a giant hole in the ground. You were caused by erosion. You don't have roller coasters or Dippin' Dots. Yeesh, can you say overrated?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm th- almost 100% sure that I've seen this one go viral at some point in time. I think this is the Grand Canyon.
0: And we also said the Grand Canyon.
1: Yep, you're right. It is the Grand Canyon. All right, number two was okay if you like cactus.
4: Uh, this one, we weren't 100% sure. I think there's a Death Valley National Park, so we said Death Valley.
2: Yeah, we also guessed Death Valley.
1: Death Valley is a good guess. Um, with the cactus I was trying to go for, it was Saguaro National Park mm. in Arizona. Number three, delicate arch looks like it might fall over at any time. It might fall over in the future. It doesn't look anything like the license plate.
4: Uh, I think that there's the St. Louis Arch on the Missouri license plate, but we're not sure. So we said the St. Louis Arch.
0: Yeah. And we're between uh, Arches and the Gateway Arch. And for this one, we went with the Gateway Arch.
1: Should have went with the other Arch, guys. It was Arches National Park, which is Mm. on the license plate of Utah. (sighs) All right. Number four. The one thing that makes this place different than the other parks is the geysers. I was extremely underwhelmed. They look so much better in the pictures. If you want a similar look, just boil a pot of water at home.
4: Yeah, I think this is the one where you have to watch your picnic baskets. We said Yellowstone.
2: <laughs> nice <laughs> joke there. Uh, we two said Yellowstone.
1: Yep, it was Yellowstone. All right, number five. The thing is ugly as sin. It looks like half a McDonald's logo or a giant urinal.
4: Um, you know, this one, we're just going again with the St. Louis arch
1: um
0: and for this one we said arches so
1: so um the next sentence in the review um was about how the st louis skyline looks like something out of a crappy 80s movie and it is the gateway arch national Mm. park
4: someone from chicago wrote that i guarantee it (laughs) we are haters
1: okay number six at the time of our visit half the road was closed due to snow Well, there was no snow on the mountains, and being late June, it could not have possibly snowed there. Was there a UFO landing? Pretty fishy.
4: Ooh, I wasn't thinking, but the UFO one makes me think of Nevada now. But um, we said Rocky Mountain.
2: Yeah, I wasn't thinking about the UFO either. We said uh, Glacier.
1: It was Glacier National Park. Mm -hmm. Good job. Right, number seven. First of all, there's wildlife everywhere. Who wants to run into a moose on the trail? What if it eats you? And the rangers are all way too friendly. It's like they're completely oblivious to all the suffering in the world. Finally, too many snow-capped mountains. I like to see the horizon at all times. It calms me.
4: Um, We were thinking maybe this is somewhere near Canada with all the friendly uh, park rangers. So we said Niagara. Uh,
0: Yeah, and so we were thinking moose and mountaintops and we
1: said Denali. Um, the answer was actually Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, um, oh, I was okay. kind of hoping with the whole with the mountains that the because the Rocky Mountains are a range, but
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, so I'm like pretty sure eight.
2: several of these fall on the yeah. on the Rocky Mountains. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so number eight, when they turned all the lights off and told you to listen to the cave, Ranger Ashley would not stop talking. I am upset about this and wish I went to the distilleries instead.
4: I think when our car broke down in Tennessee at one point in time, we ended up going to Ruby Falls, which was in the Smoky Mountains. So we said Smoky Mountains.
2: Mm, That's interesting. Uh, Kat had a good line on this one uh, with the distilleries, uh, which brought us to Kentucky. And I know Ken's mentioned that Mammoth Cave is in Kentucky. Uh, So
4: we guessed Mammoth Cave.
1: Yeah, Kat picked up the distilleries hint there. Yep, it was Mammoth Cave National Park.
4: We made a mammoth mistake. Yeah, it's okay.
1: All right, number nine. The only thing I really got out of my visit was a whole lot of jokes containing the phrase thunder hole.
4: This one, we had no idea. So we guessed Hoover Dam because we're, I don't know, it might have been on there.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, yeah, and for this one, we guessed Acadia in Maine.
1: Yeah, so the thunder hole is kind of like a... Um, there's like a coastal cave there, but when the when the waves kinda of hit against it it sounds like a clap of thunder, so they call it the thunder hole, and it is at Acadia National Park in Maine. Yeah.
2: That's a good guess.
4: I think it would help if we knew more than five national parks. I think so.
2: <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
1: All right. And then the last one is he informed us that if he tells us where the arch is and we actually go, we will create a dangerous situation for other visitors. Duh. Go to hell, Ranger Dustin. You ruined our trip.
4: Yeah, we had we weren't really sure on this one. The only thing I could think of is when you go to uh, Griffith Park in L.A., they won't tell you where the Hollywood sign is because you're not supposed to actually go up there. So we said Griffith Park.
2: Smart um we think that they really don't want people going anywhere near the uh main arch in Arches National park so that's what we guessed.
1: So this one might have been a little too obscure. there is actually a nat- a natural arch formation at Joshua tree oh, National Park and they man. they don't want you to really go too close to it so.
4: we're in the right state yeah that's
3: true yeah after the swing round it looks like the birthday boys picked up 30 points and their total is now 78 and Anthony and Cleopatra picked up. 40, bringing their total to 114 um so right before we get to the the second round just wanted to quickly mention uh we've been getting some great reviews on itunes and uh thanks to our survey and all of those listeners who filled it out we found out that a lot of you found our podcast just from a simple search so in order to help us if you could give us a review that would be huge
2: right matt
4: that is true. Our most recent one still is about me fighting Jeff, and we want to change that to me fighting Neil, and then Ken, and then <laughs> the whole game.
2: All of the matriculations of one-on-one fighting <laughs> in and among the triviality
4: guys. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we had some great reviews
3: uh, like that one. We had another one that was, uh, these guys don't know how to play trivia, but I listen anyway. That was a nice one. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they're not wrong. They're not wrong. So That is an accurate review. <laughs> So we just appreciate any sort of review you can get it, give us, and uh, that'll help us with our searchability and uh, helping new listeners find us and uh, get into all the nonsense that we do each week. So thank you to everyone filling out those reviews. And if you haven't, mm-hmm. just take a minute uh, on either iTunes or your preferred podcast app or provider, and we'd appreciate it.
4: Yeah. Now, I believe round two is the tug of war. Is that how this works? I'm not familiar.
1: <laughs> all right. So round two, the first question is in the category of woodworking. The world's oldest tree is a Great Basin bristlecone pine, whose genesis began four thousand eight hundred fifty-two years ago. What is the very well-fitting name given to this tree?
3: Hear that one more time.
1: Yep. The world's oldest tree is a Great Basin bristlecone pine, whose genesis began four thousand eight hundred fifty-two years ago. What is the well-fitting name given to this tree?
4: I mean, I know that's a real tree. That's the only tree that we know the name of, Yeah, so. we don't know any other named trees.
3: I don't, yeah, I don't either. Do you want to go General Sherman? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll lock in with that.
2: I know Joshua trees live a long time. Joshua is a book in the Bible near sense. Genesis. I don't know if they named it like, unless they named it um, Methuselah or something, because Methuselah is the person in the Bible who was said to have lived the longest so you think maybe it's the Methuselah tree? Yeah. Okay, we'll sure. go with me- we're going to go with Methuselah.
1: <laughs> well, Jeff, you and Kat picked up on the Genesis hint. It is Methuselah. Wow, wow,
4: that's that's an impressive poll. It
1: is.
2: 969 years he was said to be. Mm. Yep. I only know that because the guests who have a song called "969." So, oh, Kat, do you mind? Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the second question is in the category of canoeing. In the Lord of the Rings, the fellowship canoes through a gate of sorts comprised of two giant statues of men. What is the name of this monument? I'm unsure if there's any relation to the to Jason and the other heroes in search of the Golden Fleece.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what they're called though? That is what they are called. Really? Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. All right. Well, we can... I mean, that's... I know the cl- the second clue she gave. I don't know the Lord of the Rings clue, but... No.
4: I mean, I don't... With me and you together, not a good combination for this type of question.
3: No. You just want to lock in with this then? Yeah. I don't care. Okay.
0: We're locked in. Well, I mean, I know it's Jason and the Argonauts.
2: Yep. I was thinking that too.
0: Um, And I have definitely read Lord of the Rings and cannot... <laughs> I like... I mean, I'm fine with that if you don't have anything else but yeah
2: it's really sad because i actually have these two on the other sides of the river from the fellowship as bookends on my yeah. library yeah. shelves but i i can't remember their if they have any more specific names than they that have a place in your home and you don't know their name yeah a lot of things do cat what's your take Mostly on lord, lord of spiders. the Rings? do you <laughs> yeah. like it
0: yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of lord of the rings
2: okay mm. is that like the one push you needed to finally watch it the cat likes it?
0: No, I'm just curious.
2: <laughs> I'm just hoping one more, like each additional push will
3: get you there. Uh, who knows what when that day will come?
4: Mm-hmm. Maybe when we reach 7,000 patron members.
3: Yeah. We'll, stretch be, goal. we'll definitely be dead by then. So this podcast will just be living in the ether and we'll just have <laughs> patrons.
4: When Methuselah is hosting the show. she's the only one left.
2: <laughs> I'm good locking in Argonauts. I think that's a smart guess.
4: Yeah, we weren't. We were torn between the Vorheses and the Argonauts, and we ended up going with the Argonauts.
1: So the actual gate itself is called the Argonauts which um, similar. I don't know.
4: Eh, we both said the same yeah. wrong answer. So let's give us some points. <laughs> <I was laughs> say, it's a
1: wash either way.
4: <laughs> we had the right so, idea. Yeah. Points for yeah. everyone. We're
3: sure.
1: a
4: friendly that's game. That's what I said.
3: Argonauts <laughs>
1: Happy New yeah. Year. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, thank you. So the actual answer is the Argonauth.
1: Yeah, and it's Um Isildur and Anarion are the two that were. Yeah. Okay, so question three is in the category of scavenger hunt. The manhunt for what notorious individual ended at the Garrett Farm in Port Royal, Virginia?
2: Kat, I think I know this.
4: Mm, Jeff's knowledge of serial killers paying off again. Who said it was a serial killer? Mm.
3: I mean, I know there's that famous... Um, Robert db cooper but i don't think
4: no didn't he they disappear? never found him yeah. yeah they never found him he was low-key spoiler if you yeah. saw the show
3: um and I, for some reason i was gonna say db sweeney but that's an actor and i didn't uh from the cutting edge um <laughs> eb
4: dubois
3: yeah did they get Capone?
4: I was going to suggest Capone.
3: I'm trying to think in the Untouchables. They did go to the country where it was really cold at, at the end of that movie. And he was
4: hiding out for tax evasion. Yeah. And he was very notorious.
3: Yeah, and it was the FBI, so it would have been a nationwide mailman. Oh, movement. and
4: maybe in Virginia. That's where FBI's headquarters.
2: Okay. Yeah, do you want to go Capone?
4: We're going to go Capone.
2: All uh, right, Kat. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts on this were. I did lock in pretty quickly for us, so hopefully this doesn't sound too stupid, but um matt said my knowledge of serial killers might come in handy here and i don't think this person was a serial killer but they did famously kill abraham lincoln so we Mm -hmm. i think this is john wilkes booth
1: yep it absolutely was john wilkes booth
2: ah Ah, six samper (laughs) tyrannis is that what he
3: said oh i thought you were saying that to me allegedly allegedly okay at least i pulled that correctly and i i can't name a national park but i pulled that for
1: some reason okay so the next um question is in the category of tie-dyeing tie-dye techniques have been used for centuries in the Hausa region of West Africa particularly with renowned indigo dye pits located around the city of Kano in what country
3: yeah I like that I think I've seen a video on this but I, I couldn't pull the name but that sounds that sounds right to me
4: it's definitely West African yeah so we are locked in
2: well um what are your thoughts Kat
0: uh geography's always been a blank spot for me <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm well I don't I don't really know it from geography that I don't the names don't ring any particular bells um, as far as West African countries um, I mean Nigeria is probably the most famous certainly one of the most populated in that area you have um, you know other things like uh, Gabon uh, Niger Chad Mali well, I just guess Nigeria I mean that's a it's it, it's, it's a bigger country, it's very populated, so we'll just guess Nigeria.
3: Home to Sam Obisanya. It is. Um, Matt, you, you had a great guess, and I, I feel like it makes sense.
4: Yeah, I feel like I had heard the town name before. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I was thinking that this was Ghana.
1: Uh, well, Jeff, you did pull it out. It is Nigeria. Oh, man. <laughs> done. As
2: soon all as, When you said Ghana, I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's smart, but I'll take the <laughs>
4: points. And yeah. I'll take the kudos for a smart answer. I, I,
3: you're a good trivia player, Matt. I don't, you know. This is the point in camp where we're sweaty. We're tired. We go back no, to the cabin. No, we, we
4: have been doing arts and crafts, and we have glued the popsicle sticks to our heads. That's it. Exactly. Awesome. We, are, we are those kids. <laughs> we're, we're,
3: we're going back to the cabin, opening up the trunk, and getting the candy bars that we get yeah, from the counselors.
4: We are getting swirlies. That's actually where Ken time. secretly
2: is today. He was uh, he was eating the glue at the camp, and he's been hospitalized. <laughs> How sad.
3: I think everyone had a, a student in kindergarten or, or camp or something that ate glue, because I, I know I did. She used to lick the glue off the... the, the... Oh, I thought you were the kid. No, no. I I never did that. Those kids
4: have graduated to Tide Pods, from what I heard.
3: I think so. I think you're right. That's the modern-day version of eating glue in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, uh, we can move on to question five so we don't uh, incriminate ourselves by eating glue here.
1: (laughs) All right, so question five is in the category of cooking. If I asked you to cook something by submerging it directly in water that is roughly between seventy to eighty degrees Celsius, what cooking method am I asking you to use?
3: Yes, Why we, did we both fist pumped at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna lock in. We're
2: really excited about this. Thanks, one. Uncle Howard. Kat, I know you you bake a bit. Do you do you cook quite a bit too? Uh,
0: the. F- First thing I like popped into my head was parboil, but I don't know if that's anything. Um, I
2: like parboil because it's not quite boiling temperature, right? Because that would be 100 Celsius. And I think if you sous vide something, it has to be, because she she said right into the water. Sous vide is usually like in a vacuum bag. So I'm pretty sure. So I like parboil. Sure. It's called parboil.
4: Well, our fist pumps are a little less now because now we're not 100% sure. We immediately said sous vide and we think that it's sous vide, but we weren't sure. But we locked it with sous vide.
1: It's actually poaching. Guys. Oh! <laughs> um, yeah. yes, yeah, so sous vide is pretty similar, but with the directly in water would be yeah. poaching. Otherwise, it needs to be in some kind of bag or...
4: I think yeah, I think I'm I'm I not. heard the beginning of the question and then blacked out and yeah. assumed I was right. I
3: was <laughs> just so excited that you were like, "Sweet!" I did too. Because, I mean, we only got one question right this round, and, uh, you know, I figured it would make us feel better to get it right. But after five, we only picked up ten points, bringing our score to 88, as in 88 miles per hour, where some serious <laughs> will happen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Anthony and Cleopatra picked up 40 points, bringing their total to 154 currently.
1: All right, so question six is in the category of drama. It was a beautiful morning in 2019 when Allie Stroker became the first actor who uses a wheelchair to be nominated for and win a Tony Award. What musical did she perform in to earn this award?
3: Oh, finally, one, yeah. one in my wheelhouse. We're going to watch was in. Aunt
4: May in Spider-Man the Musical.
0: <laughs> oh, I've heard oh, this. I've heard probably, this. I definitely watched... Wow, I'm bringing shame to my theater major (laughs) right now. (laughs) Well, "Beautiful Morning" makes me think Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and I know there was a revival. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I I think that is. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful morning is definitely from Oklahoma. So, yeah, let's let's go Oklahoma.
3: To quote Matt many times, "Get out of here." All right. So uh, she played Ado Annie in the musical Oklahoma. That's what we liked it with.
1: Yep, the answer is Oklahoma. Good job. Okay, so question seven's in the category of ghost stories. In A Christmas Carol, what is the name of the first ghost that visits Ebenezer Scrooge on Christmas Eve night? One of the most memorable versions of this character was brought to life by an actor named Statler.
4: Do you know this one, Kat? Yeah, I do. Okay, we'll lock in. Okay, so they're locked in. So Cratchit? Or no, Cratchit's the name
3: of the guy that works for him.
4: I was pretty sure that it starts Cribus? with a J. With a J. Like a...
3: Jimmy, Johnny, Hoffa, uh, Jimmy, Johnny. It's not
4: like it's an old person name.
3: Um, It's not Cratchit. Is it Cratchit? Or is Cratchit the name of the dude that works for him that he's an to? And he has Tiny Tim as his son.
4: Uh, Hold on.
3: (laughs) Morley. Morley?
4: Yes. Jacob Morley. Jacob Morley. Oh, my God. Oh, what a, man. This is the greatest. I just have the J. This is the greatest day of my life.
3: (laughs) We're locking in with Jacob Morley.
1: Um, I need to make a judgment call here because it's actually Jacob Marley, oh. like Bob Marley.
4: <laughs> oh, that's just how he pronounces Marley. Uh, oh, that's, okay. my, that's my New Jersey accent. Yeah. Morley and Me, my favorite movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> oh,
2: I looked oh, at Ken when he said that and I was like, I think he's wrong. Yeah,
0: because it's Marley. <laughs> we'll, take yeah. the, we'll
4: take the wrong. We're, we stink. This yeah, we game. stink.
5: That's fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all that
4: oh. glue in our mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but yeah it was jacob marley uh, jacob
3: marley oh my
1: god yeah um yeah and bob cratchit is the guy that works for him that has tiny tim all right so the next question is in the category of pottery also speaking of ghosts um since i would be remiss to not include a question even remotely related to patrick swayze what is the name of the song playing during the famous pottery wheel scene in the film ghost the song peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1965.
4: It's this one, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, we can lock in. Yeah,
4: I knew it too. <laughs> Why don't I remember this? No ghosting <laughs> in the pottery class. I know, I,
2: that I remember. They
4: play the song. I'm so, do they? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> they paid for that song from 1968.
0: If this song played, I definitely could tell you what it was from. Like I could, But I can't do it the other way around. <laughs>
2: It's funny because I just hear Careless Whisper when I see that scene in my head. I don't know why.
0: Damn. That was exactly what was playing through my head.
2: <laughs> Which is definitely not from 1965. No. Uh uh do you want to just joke Careless Whisper because yep. I'm yeah. struggling over here? Uh We will say George Michael's "Careless Whisper." He would have been about (laughs) two or three years old, but
4: talented man.
2: Not the
3: music, yeah. um, So we um, knew this one right away. This by the Righteous Brothers, and we said "Unchained Melody."
1: Yep, absolutely. It is "Unchained Melody."
3: Uh, Fun fact about Unchained Melody, uh, when you listen to the lyrics, a lot of people think it's about uh, a love song and and whatnot, but it's actually originally from a movie called Unchained about a a person in jail, and he's singing about longing to be back into uh, the regular world. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: All right. So question nine is in the category of swimming and diving. What is the name of the diver who hit their head against the springboard before going on to win two gold medals at the 1988 Seoul Olympics?
3: We can lock in.
2: I'm really struggling here because I can kind of see his face. Mm-hmm. Very famous diver. Um, I believe there's a little bit of controversy because he bled and mm-hmm. he was, um, he had, he had HIV and I guess that that wasn't public information at the time. So there was a little bit of a controversy there.
4: Yeah, so, you know, everything except the person's name.
2: Yeah. Famous. <laughs> but, it uh, so I guess we're going to have to tap. It seems like the other team might know it though.
3: Yeah. I remember this uh, distinctly because when I was a little kid, uh, we watched it a ton on TV and then, um, it came up after that when he was in the public eye. And I remember my mom and I talking about it and her telling me about what happened. And we locked in with Greg Luganis. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep, absolutely. It is Greg Luganis. Um, uh, I've seen clips of that where he hits his head. It's absolutely horrific. Mm, it's yeah. it's not a good I had
2: looking. The right, I had the right story. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. mm-hmm. what, the, what happened yeah. around him. Okay. Yep.
1: All right. So the last question in regulation is in the category of painting. In 2014, British artist Anish Kapoor bought ex- exclusivity rights for artistic use of what paint, which was developed by Surrey Neurosystems. Oh, yes.
4: we all know this one. Yes.
3: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I think we're going to lock in.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Does this one sound familiar to you, Kat? Uh,
0: the only I I
2: don't know, do you know it or I so I'm, I'm I think it's one of these. I remember there was a whole controversy where he bought like blackest black, I want to say.
0: Like, isn't it called like Vanta Black or something? Vanta
2: Black, yeah. Like, like blackest black. And then um, somebody made like a pinkest pink or something and like told Anish Kapoor he couldn't buy it. So I think it is Vanta Black. I think that's kind of the story with that one. So, yeah, Vanta Black's good.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ACDC classic, Vanta Black.
1: That's a the answer. The answer is Vanta Black. Good job. All right.
3: What a way to, to end the second round there. Um, it looks like team. Uh, biker, biker boys. I'm around. <laughs> biker <laughs> two, boys two, from Mars. You <laughs> uh,
2: riding bicycles with training wheels, or
3: <laughs> we, we ride we ride tandem bicycles in leather.
4: <laughs> A birthday bike for two. Uh,
3: we we picked up forty points, bringing our total to one twenty-eight, but still in the lead and crushing us, picking up twenty uh, in that second half. Uh, with one hundred and seventy-four points, is the Antony and Cleopatra. So, what are our final round categories, Haley?
1: So the final round categories are all campfire songs. So the first question or the first category is the song that doesn't end. The second is down by the bay. Number three is home on the range. Number four is where has my little dog gone? And five is a boy and a girl in a little canoe.
3: Okay. All the wagers are locked in. And for the listener, uh, just to make it easy, it looks like team birthday boys are going to go 20 all the way down. And uh, the team of Anthony and Cleopatra are going to go 10 points all the way down.
1: All right, so the first question's in the category of the song that doesn't end. This earworm was used as the end credit song for a popular children's television show featuring Sherry Lewis, a beloved puppeteer and a host of her animal friends. The show was named after her most famous puppet, What Is Her Name? All right, number two, um, Down by the Bay. The United Nations Charter was drafted and ratified in 1945 in what U.S. city? In Home on the Range, the Wild West outlaw partners Robert Leroy Parker and Harry Longabow were better known by what names. No word on if Harry knew his name would pack a big punch in the film industry. In Where Has My Little Dog Gone, what iconic comic strip character was born at the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm? And finally, in A Boy and a Girl in a Little Canoe, generally placed across the center of a canoe what is the name of the rounded piece of plastic or wood designed to help you carry the canoe? Classic computer game fans might remember having to purchase some of these in Independence, Missouri for your oxen.
3: Okay. We're going to go over these questions and be back with our answers.
1: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
5: Everybody, shush!
1: William Shatner has something to say. Kat and Jethro, box of oddities.
2: What do you do when the woman you love dies?
0: Kat and Jethro, Box
2: of Oddities. That is really mysterious.
1: Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside
5: the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
3: All right, we have locked in our answers. Let's go back to the questions, and we will uh, see how this turns out.
1: So the first question was, uh, this earworm was used as the end credit song for a popular children's television show featuring Sherry Lewis, a beloved puppeteer and a host of her animal friends. The show was named after her most famous puppet. What was her name?
4: Uh, We wagered 20 points on all of these questions going semi big. Uh, We're 100 percent sure that this was Lamb Chop and it was her play along. So Lamb Chop.
2: Yep. Yeah, uh, for 10, we agree. We said lamb chop.
1: Yep. Points all around. It is lamb chop.
2: Pretty sure I have the stuffed doll in my attic somewhere.
1: All right. Question two was in the category of down by the bay. The United Nations Charter was drafted and ratified in 1945 in what U.S. city?
5: We
4: weren't 100% sure. The only city we could think of that had bay in the title was Tampa Bay, and we don't think it's that. So we were looking at somewhere... Uh, in San Francisco, in California near the Bay, so we we were torn between Oakland and San Francisco, but we locked in with San Francisco.
2: Kat, yeah, you had a good thought on this.
0: Yeah, we I caught on to the same thing with the Bay, and we also said San Francisco.
1: Yep, points all around. It is San Francisco.
2: That's where uh, I left my heart after Neil broke it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so question. Where I have
4: my rice I'll continue.
1: <laughs> question three was in the category of home on the range. The Wild West outlaw partners, Robert Leroy Parker and Harry Longabout, were better known by what names? No word on if Harry knew his name would pack a big punch in the film industry.
3: Yeah, when I first heard the question, I wasn't listening for some reason to the second half because I was like, oh, maybe it's Bonnie and Clyde, but they weren't in the Old West. But then when I heard film industry, I realized that is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid.
2: Yeah, we... uh for 10 said the same thing we said butch cassidy and the sundance kid
1: yep you guys both both picked up on the sundance film festival hint there that was butch cassidy and the sundance kid
2: did not but thank you we definitely (laughs) did that yes we had that the whole time
4: yeah obviously
1: all right question four was in the category of where has my little dog gone what iconic comic strip character was born at the daisy hill puppy farm
4: uh we think that this is a character who's got his own movie coming out relatively soon or probably already came out we said clifford the big red dog
0: oh i thought this was snoopy
1: it was snoopy
0: Mm. we didn't even think of snoopy
3: how (laughs) dumb are we
1: (laughs) all right and then question five was in the category of a boy and a girl in a little canoe Generally placed across the center of a canoe, what is the name of the rounded piece of plastic or wood designed to help you carry the canoe? Classic computer game fans might remember having to purchase some of these in Independence, Missouri for your oxen.
3: This one, we, we knew exactly what you are talking about from Oregon Trail. We knew that you had to buy rations and bullets and whatnot. And we knew it's the thing that you put on the mm-hmm. back of the oxen to pull the wagon, mm-hmm. like the flat piece of wood. Yeah. You um, buy your
4: slash and then you buy your axle. Yeah, so.
3: so we just thought maybe it was axle, even though you buy that also for the wagon.
2: But that's what we locked in with.
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, we talked about axle as well, but we locked in with yoke.
2: Yeah, Cat came in with a yoke, which I think is Mm. the right answer.
1: Yep, oxen come two to a yoke. Yoke is the correct answer.
2: Got to yoke them together.
3: Now the
4: yoke's on us.
2: (laughs) 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 All right,
3: well, after regulation, the entire game, everything is over. uh, That's all she wrote. Looks like Mm -hmm. uh, Team Birthday Boys is going to end with 148, but batting perfect Mm -hmm. in that final round, picking up 50 points, is today's cream of the crop. With 224 points, Antony and Cleopatra. The crown's
0: caught. Nobody does it
4: better. Ah, kings of summer camp. Kings and queens of summer camp.
2: Exactly. Yes. I believe that I was crowned the swamp thing. Is that a a title I can? (laughs) Yeah, you can have that. (laughs) Okay.
5: What a great game by
2: by both of you. um,
3: Great competitors. uh, And Haley, uh, just a wonderfully uh, themed and written game that you brought to us today.
1: Well, thank you. It was fun to. I just kind of just came up with a the theme. I was like, I have to do this now. So. Yeah.
4: The official camp counselor of triviality. We appreciate
3: it. Ooh, I like that. The official camp uh, camp counselor. And I think Matt and I are both uh, in the infirmary with uh, mosquito bites <laughs> all over our body, yeah. and uh, different uh, lotions and stuff. They're was- out of
4: calamine lotion. It's been a rough time. Or you're yes. in the um, uh,
1: in the parent trap with the isolation cabin where they're up at like, the way top of the mountain. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> seen that.
3: Well, I know the only camp Matt and I would ever go to would be Camp Nowhere with Christopher Lloyd at the helm, um, (laughs) being able to have fun and do whatever we want. Um, But Kat, you were an amazing competitor today. Um, You and Jeff uh, really did a number on us. So uh, anyone that you'd like to shout out to, the floor is yours. We just really appreciate you uh, being here today and for your support as well.
0: Uh, yeah, thank you. This is a lot of fun. Um, I guess a shout out to my camp friends, because I went to a science fiction and fantasy writing summer camp when I was wow. a kid, which that's is awesome. maybe the opposite of like typical summer camp. Um, yeah, so I guess shout out to them. And then to my dad, who's my pretty consistent pub quiz uh partner.
3: Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, shout out to your dad. And uh, that sounds like the coolest camp ever. So that's awesome that that even exists. Um. And uh, Haley, this, like I said, this was a, a wonderful game. Had a really cool theme to it. Um, even though it's cold and wintry here in January, it, it made us uh, long for the summer and the warmness. But uh, anyone you'd like to shout out to, or any um, any last statements from you today?
1: Yeah. So as Jeff said earlier, there was a lot of vitriol towards park rangers. So just uh, be nice to park rangers and people that are you know out there doing their jobs. It's a trying time for everyone. So just be a little kind to everyone. That's all I would want to say about that.
2: I will say, Neil, I know you're longing for summer to return, but the good news is we can still sleep in our bunk beds. So
3: That is true. That is true. Uh, and uh, we have a three-tiered bunk bed with you, me, and Matt. And then Ken usually comes around with his whistle and short shorts and tells us to quiet down because it's past bedtime. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much, Haley, for bringing this game today and uh, also for wearing an exclusive uh, Triviality t-shirt, which you can find at our store at Public or go to our website, TrivialityPodcast.com, and uh, click on. Merchandise, And for anyone that uh, doesn't use a podcast app, if you just want to hear the episodes, you can just go straight to our website uh, on the main page and you can listen to them there. But thank you very much to Kat for joining us again. Haley for joining us today with her game for Ken, who is ice climbing uh, for Matt, Jeff and myself. My name is Neil and that was Triviality.
1: What is the well-fitting name given to this tree?
4: yeah. That's what I was thinking.
3: We both wrote down Phil
4: Collins. I could feel it <laughs> calling in the air uh. tonight.